All right. I have to admit, over the past couple of episodes, I feel like I've spoken about sex so much that this episode, I'm just going to try and dial it back and just try and keep it, you know, centered around the relationships and not not talk about sex all that much. So let me just try and kick things off with a very interesting story that came through. Now, about two weeks ago, the New Orleans rapper known as Mystical was recently booked into the Ascension Parish Jail for rape. Now, Mystical, a rapper from New Orleans who has been accused of rape twice in the past two decades, has been arrested and booked in the Ascension Parish Jail on his third account of alleged sexual crimes. According to arrest records, Michael Tyler, 52 years old, better known by his stage name Mystical, was arrested on Sunday and booked on several charges, including false imprisonment and first-degree rape. Mystical previously faced sexual... Wait, hold up. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me that doesn't entirely understand this, but... What the fuck is first degree rape? Like, I've heard it in the case of like burn injuries or like murder. Like, I can understand that there's first and second and third degree murder. And there's like, you know, first, second and third degree burns and shit. But wait, rape has degrees as well. Like, like, I find it to be particularly fascinating that that's the case. Now, while we were letting the intro just come through, I quickly went and Googled, you know, the different degrees of rape. Now, apparently it's not like a universal thing. It's mostly a U.S. thing. And I guess it varies from state to state. You know, some states it's just rape. And in other states, there's like different degrees of rape. So I think it's Washington state that I'm looking at. So first degree rape involves a forcible compulsion and may occur with the use of threatened use of a deadly weapon, kidnapping, infliction of serious bodily injury to the alleged victim or burglary. Now, second degree rape, since we might as well get to know what all three degrees of it are, occurs in cases that involve forcible compulsion but do not rise to the level of a first degree offense. It may also occur when an alleged victim is mentally incapacitated or physically helpless or when the defendant is in a position of authority over the alleged victim, such as in a healthcare or elder care facility. Okay, pretty interesting. I guess that's what most cases nowadays are expected to be. Alright, so third degree rape is if an alleged offense does not meet the definition of first or second degree rape, but still involves the quote-unquote clearly expressed lack of consent or threat of harm to the alleged victim's property, the state may charge it as a third degree rape. Now, it's considered a class C felony, while the other two are considered a class A felonies. So I guess this is like the place where a lot of babes might go and argue about their sexual harassment and their sexual abuse cases towards. Like if if it doesn't show that, you know, the rape completely occurred or if, you know, the whole consent thing seems a little too volatile. At least that's how I'm looking at it. Because first degree rape is like the oldest and most known way that we've always looked at rape. You know, the whole idea of it being forced sex and essentially, you know, using force. So if you're inflicting pain, if you're hitting someone, you know, it seems like Mystical did that, you know, because he sort of forced a babe, hit a babe a bunch of times because his charges also include domestic violence. So I guess that's kind of where it falls in, you know, when there's use of force to get sex. And now the second degree is usually at least by my understanding, where you don't necessarily use force, but you make the person or the victim incapacitated so that you can rape them. 
So if, for example, I guess if you spike their drink or if you make them consume too much drugs and then they black out or some shit, or I guess maybe if you knock them out or something of the sort, then probably I think you could classify it as like a second degree rape case. So there's not that much use of force there, but you know, you're still having sex without consent. And I'm guessing third degree, third degree is, is where it's kind of just volatile. You know, if you took off the condom and you went back in, which is called, yeah, stealthing, stealthing, that's the word that I guess would probably classify as third degree rape because, you know, it's it's a clearly expressed lack of consent. Or maybe if you forced through and went for anal and she didn't tell you to put it in her ass to a certain degree. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could be one of those things. The fortunate thing is I usually do not bang babes without their consent. So... I usually try not to focus on the nitty gritties, but I understand how volatile consent is, especially for guys. But at least to a certain degree, I do kind of like the fact that there's like different degrees of it so that it can actually show like possible intent and shit. But anyways, this podcast isn't about, you know, bringing up matters like this. This is supposed to be a fun podcast. This is supposed to be about guys talking about guy shit on, you know, topics that relate to relationships. And I probably should have started in my very typical manner where I start by saying... Welcome to Breakdown on West Side, your number one Breakdown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is not going in unless she absolutely wants him to. Because I've never believed that sex when she's just telling you, okay, fine, is ever going to be considered great or even good sex. He's a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. You can repeat it if you want. If you don't want to, it's okay. And if you don't know it, I'll say it for you. And it relates to how it is that you can contribute to the making of this podcast via the many tweets that you see on Twitter and also Facebook and IG because those apply as well. And it's a very simple drill, almost sounds like a song in the kind it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it from there and i will handle it accordingly on facebook and on ig if it happens to be a screenshot a screen grab hell even a reel or should i say a post that was pulled from twitter and put up on ig or on facebook then the place to send it to is at breaktime on west side on facebook and at breaktime on west side on ig and i will take it from there and i will handle it accordingly People, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me say it more times than you'd probably like to believe it. But I have said this time and time again, I love your reviews. I love your feedback. I love it when you guys give that feedback, give that review, depending on whichever app it is. You know, it helps me go up on the charts. But at least besides me just being on the charts, it allows me to know what it is that you like, what it is that I should keep and what it is that I should drop. So continue with the reviews, especially the ones that you send through IG and even the people that hit me up on WhatsApp. I really appreciate that. You know, if you have my number and you listen to the podcast, I always appreciate when you give that feedback and you give your own breakdown and analysis of the entire thing. But anyways, all of that aside, I will move things on and I have a bunch of tweets that I definitely have to discuss. But before I do that, we need to talk about the babes for a little bit. Now, there was a bit of a viral video that went up on TikTok and on IG from a guy that was driving some babe to the airport and they were busy arguing about the fact that she didn't let him have the goods 
and she was pretty much being dropped off and being told to fuck off for lack of a better terminology now the guy was being pretty savage about it because the guy didn't even pay for her ticket back he actually cancelled it because he didn't entirely like how the entire thing went and shorty was claiming that this guy was butthurt because he didn't get no pussy from her of which like people have had these arguments quite a bit before and you know some people will definitely come through and a lot of them will be guys and they'll be like oh he shouldn't have had to do that you know he should have just put on the plane and told her to fuck off and shit of which yes there's that but i feel like we all need to start having this conversation a little bit more the good thing is you know more babes are starting to get it through their heads that none of this shit is for free like if a guy is taking you out to the coast or he's flying you somewhere he's taking you to a certain place out of town like if you're not contributing to anything and this guy has told you to come through then you're probably going to be a contribution in some way like it's kind of like the same way people usually say that if anything is for free then you're probably the product or you know you're probably the thing that's being sold people have said that about social media which is actually true and you kind of think about it it is the same exact thing when you kind of look at the idea of going out on a date and the idea of giving someone pussy because they've been paying for drinks because it works the same exact way because nothing is for free you know a guy is going and spending his hard-earned money he's sending you cash he's telling you to come through to his place and you think just because you ate his cash you can tell him no and you'll be scot-free like yes the law can sort of protect you to a certain degree because you know rape and shit kind of like the whole situation with mystical and everything but when you kind of think about it like i think it's something that even us guys know fundamentally to our core like nothing ever comes for free not unless if someone tells you that i want you to come through you don't have to give me anything you know we're not shagging we're not doing jack shit i just want your company then fine probably you can go but hell even at the back of your head having the possibility that this guy wants to smash is probably something that you should be very aware of like this isn't stuff that just affects babes this is something that affects me as well like i've been hit up by different people over the past couple of years and some people have been like you know what i'd like us to meet up for lunch i'd like to get to know you a little bit better and it's been both male and female and in no way am i using this to make it some sort of a flex or anything i'm just trying to prove a point but you know not too many but a few here and there they've hit me up they've been like oh i'd like to get to know you better or is it okay if we meet up or i'd like you to come through to blah 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 and the truth of it is i usually will also ask what the intentions are because if a baby is like i'd like to meet you for lunch you know no strings attached or anything that's probably a string attached somewhere she's just not trying to show it to you same exact thing happens with guys and more so it's the guys will actually do that and a lot of times i'll usually ask why they'd want to meet up or what you know the entire goal of the interaction is because you know we're talking particularly good on dms why should we move it to another stage and at that point in time that's when i'll try and figure out you know are they trying to get intimate with me are they trying to bang and yes you know both of those genders have made their attempts and shit but at the end of the day it's literally all about is it something that i'm comfortable doing if i'm not comfortable seeing you because i think that you probably want to shag and i don't play against the home team then i'll definitely voice that out if it's a case where i genuinely just don't really think that you're someone i'd want to meet or i don't really feel like being friends with you for some reason then i'll probably voice that out but for me to get up and just go there all willy-nilly and i just want to meet some random person blah blah like if this person goes and buys me a bunch of shit and treats me a certain kind of way and then starts demanding shit that i can't give then it very easily becomes problematic because unfortunately my gender isn't very good at being victims 
and you know all manner of shit can happen to me all manner of shit can happen to the both of us and i will not be able to justify to anyone why it is that i accepted the meetup in the first place like ladies let's just make this very very simple in as much as you could be a victim of you know a bad case of sexual assault or abuse when it comes to shit like this we need to accept that there's a lot of naivete with a lot of y'all when it comes to dealing with situations like this because you all go all willy-nilly and act like nothing's supposed to happen and i'm saying act because a lot of you are actually smart enough and a lot of you are actually cautious enough to know that this guy might want something and then you decide to play the naive card and be like oh we never discussed anything of this sort as if you didn't know what this guy wanted and then when shit goes sideways and you start complaining to the cops or you start complaining to your friends all of a sudden you're making this guy out to be the bad guy like come on i think at this age in time we should be very comfortable saying that you are being selectively smart with that entire situation and maybe if you are in writing checks that your body can't cash then you'd have probably not have ended up in that situation in the first place but then again, maybe this is just me, you can give me your takes on it, but I will leave it at that and I will move it on, so on to our very first tweet of this episode. Men will have you up in their space 24-7, take you out on dates, have you meet their family, tell you they love you, go on trips, have a child and still move wild because, well, you're not my girl. And we've just accepted that that's something that they do that we must work around. Don't assume anything until he asks. I mean, yes, sure, but men could also stop overplaying their role to begin with. It's manipulative to do so knowing your intention is not to commit to her at the end of the day. Men overplay their role intentionally. Just getting sex is not enough. They need you to be emotionally attached so they can always maintain some sort of access to you. That's why men don't actually like women who can fuck and be detached. Because women who don't catch feelings are hoes. They say women who catch feelings are annoying because those women now want commitment after being treated like their girlfriend. They're annoyed because that was never their end goal even though their actions say otherwise. They just wanted your ass attached to them so they can always get pussy. Well, on that last part, she's not entirely wrong. You know, if I can get a nice free access of pussy from a shorty that, you know, would want to give me pussy all the time, would I not want to take it? You know, it's like shorties knowing that there's a guy that they can always call who will always give them money. Like, won't you want that? Especially if there's no strings attached? Like, this guy will give you money if you want to go for lunch, if you want to go out with your friends. Like, this guy will always give you money, no questions asked, no strings attached. Like, won't you want that? Like, that's kind of us guys when it comes to a babe that actually wants to give it to us so we don't have to convince to give it to us and is very happy letting us hit it. You know, especially if we're hitting it raw and we don't have to worry about any safety concerns because she's not banging too many other people. Like, that one's sort of just easy enough to kind of just put out that but anyways let me just go back to the beginning of this entire thing now men going the extra mile you know taking you out on dates having you meet their family tell you that they love you go on trips and have the kid and shit like all of that shit i feel like to a certain degree actually is not even a guy's fault i feel like this is something that we need to accept has started because of the babes like this is some real shit that babes have pretty much brought upon themselves and i know this is something that might cause a bit of contention this is something that's very up for debate but i feel like most of these problems are actually problems that have stemmed up from babes because guys usually react instead of act when it comes to situations that involve dating like for example when you go to certain places where you have to do like a bunch of different things so that you can get a babe 
like you'll find guys going the extra mile and doing all of that so that they can get that shorty like i can remember back when i was a teenager and shit like before you'd have sex with a babe like it was so much work like now if you think about it from like today's current perspective you know you'd probably go and like holla at the babe talk to her for months yes you guys might get intimate and the most that you might get is head but the sex part you weren't going to touch it until you are i don't know probably dating for a little bit and she's comfortable enough to lose her virginity with you nowadays you can end up banging a babe out of the blues that you literally met today in a span of like an hour or 90 minutes like no word of a lie you can actually meet a babe get to know her and end up shagging her in some instances in under 90 minutes that's even before a football match is done like there's that shit that's happening and when you have that and you have a guy that's catering to all of these things that babes want because babes were pretty much clear and they're like oh you know treat me nice take me out on dates you know show me affection and you'll get the goods and you know there's no proper line that's been put out there then guys are gonna pretty much go and do the entire thing because they know that you will not just give them pussy but you will give them constant pussy so if you have a bunch of guys pretty much lining up to do the same exact thing it's because there's a bunch of babes that have pretty much told guys over time either verbally or just through action that you don't necessarily have to commit to me but as long as you can you know cater to whatever needs and likings that i have then i'll pretty much let you hit no strings attached you can even do it raw and i'll even let you come inside just because i like how you treat me and i probably find you attractive in some way and if you make it that easy and there's no clear boundary of where it is that you know people should be doing such a thing then of course they're going to take advantage of that because it's not that the boundary is low it's just that the boundary is very easy to move around because it suits your emotional preferences and for me as a guy if i know that the equation is that simple you know where as long as i can fulfill your emotional desires and preferences i can have my sexual satisfaction then i'll most definitely go ahead and i'll work that out to the best way that works for me and you know for me i'll try and make it particularly simple i'll go for you know the minimums that will suit those emotional preferences and i'll go ahead and i'll get my sexual satisfaction if you get a kid i probably won't give too much of a shit about it because i did not commit to you so i have not thrown myself into the pool full of sharks and have chosen to wade out of it with you as well so that's kind of how it is and up until babes actually start drawing some lines somewhere here and make those lines particularly concrete such that they do not draw them on sand but they draw them on like proper concrete ground then this shit will continue on just saying but anyways maybe i might be wrong about this shit but i will move it on to our very next tweet of this episode when you mature you realize that relationships can work and can actually be fixed in any situation it just takes both of y'all actually wanting to make it work and correcting what you're doing that's hurting your partner Okay, to be very honest, I feel like this one seems very self-explanatory, but to, you know, kind of stretch things out because break time on my side, of course, um, this is kind of why arranged marriages can work because to a massive degree, it's not even about you guys having all this love for each other or questioning your compatibility in certain ways. It's literally two people that were brought together and they were told, you know what, y'all would probably be great together, just go ahead and be together and, you know, go ahead and, like, live life and shit. And 
if they ever have any issues and they bring them up to the family members the family members pretty much just call both sides and they're like all right so this is the problem this is the problem are you willing to work this out are you willing to work this out once everyone agrees guys are like all right fine cool go back and at the end of the day you actually find that arranged marriages actually last longer than a lot of the other marriages where people i don't know marry for love and all that shit because at the end of the day people in arranged marriages aren't there because they have this emotional connection towards each other per se like most times there's barely even that it's mostly happening because possibly two families at least you know back in the day would come together and they'd be like we see mutual benefit in each other or i see mutual benefit in this other family so we might as well let you know the two of you get together because you know this one's from a good family or they have money or some shit and we think that you know this will be beneficial for all three parties involved and at the end of the day these guys pretty much know that they're not there because they love each other they know that they're because you know there's a much bigger picture and there's a certain mutual benefit that's there so as long as they agree on shit they can pretty much live a particularly good life but the biggest opponents of this are the people who are like oh you know you should marry for love and you should marry because you love your partner and guess what statistically those marriages are the ones that fail the most now i'm not saying that you know marrying because of love is a very shit thing but i'm just saying you know statistically if you guys probably just agreed to make stuff work instead of trying to find the person that suits you and hoping that things will work from the jump you could probably have a very good relationship at the end of it the point is you guys just have to agree on keeping shit a buck and choosing to make the relationship work that's it that's literally all you need to do and most relationships will actually work very very well with just those two simple fundamentals but anyways i've not really been married so most of the shit that i'm talking about is in theory but i'm going to leave it at that and you can probably tell me if i'm completely right or completely wrong about it because i am moving it on to our very final tweet of this episode no god fearing man would go to a strip club much less see strippers the day before his marriage begins gross behavior okay now i'm gonna be very honest i don't agree with this just because of the part of you know no god fearing man because like let me just start by saying i don't really understand the whole allure of going to a strip club like maybe it's just a me thing maybe it's because i haven't had like the full on board experience plus vip and everything but I've never really understood the allure of going to a strip club like you're going to a club where you know lights are busy dancing around in different colors to see booty shaking and you know probably a babe showing more of her parts so that you can put money on her and then she can give you a private show to give you a hard on and you're not going to smash at any point like I'm not getting how that's a particularly good thing like I can get more or less the same thing minus the lights and the loud ass music from IG or even for a much more affordable price instead of it just being free i can go to only fans like i don't need to get that particularly from a strip club but guys still do it like it's almost like a bachelor's party tradition for a lot of guys so to a certain degree i can understand why guys will do that time and time again but now adding the no god fearing man part like you sound like you're a christian and and this is the person who actually particularly did this tweet like this sounds like a christian babe and the idea of being christian at its core is actually about being christ like and let's be very honest christ used to chill around in brothels with prostitutes would chill with taxpayers which was considered to be like 
some of the filth of the earth back in his day and he was perfectly comfortable with them and he loved them all the same. He didn't care about what profession they did, he just loved them all the same. And when you look at the good book, you actually see that there were two examples from that entire set of people that were actually some of his best followers. We have Zacchaeus who became Matthew and we have, if I'm not wrong, Mary Magdalene. Like, when you kind of look at those examples, then it does seem a little bit hard to say that, you know, no God-fearing man should go to a strip club. Now, don't get me wrong, I know that niggas aren't going to a strip club to go and preach that. Like, let's be particularly honest, but I feel like, as a man, there's nothing that makes you any less God-fearing by going to a strip club, as long as you don't partake in anything that you'd probably consider to be, you know, downright adulterous to a certain degree. Like, you know, if you go and you start trying to fuck one of the strippers or some shit, like maybe there now we have a problem. But all in all, I could be wrong about this, just the same way I could be wrong about a bunch of other things. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter, it is at Bagaki. The D on Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaksam on side. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts in comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>